We've all been hearing and reading about the novel coronavirus lately, but what the heck is it? How worried should we be? And what does this have to do with bad habits? I usually save my disclaimer for the end of episodes, but I'm going to remind you now. I'm not an expert on anything at all. All opinions on this podcast are my own and do not reflect those of anyone else throughout space and time unless specifically stated. We all have bad habits that make us seem just a little less human sometimes. Join me, Andrea, and my co-host Jerry in taking a look at the gross, annoying, and sometimes downright dangerous things we all do on How to Be Human. Let's start with the sciency bits. Coronaviruses aren't new. They are a family of viruses that cause illnesses ranging from the common cold to severe illnesses like SARS. They're zoonotic, meaning they're transmitted between animals and humans, and there's several strains that are found in animals that have not yet infected humans. So what's the deal with the coronavirus that's been in the news? Well, it's a strain of coronavirus that has never been seen in humans before an outbreak began in Wuhan, China in December 2019. And it's not yet clear what the source of the outbreak was. But early patients had links to a large seafood and live animal market, implying it was originally spread from animals to humans. Later patients did not have links to animal markets, indicating it is now being spread from person to person. As of March 3, 2020, the World Health Organization is reporting 90,893 laboratory-confirmed cases and 3,110 deaths worldwide. Numbers are increasing from day to day, and these are confirmed cases. It doesn't look, it doesn't include anyone who either couldn't or wouldn't go to a doctor to get testing. It does appear to be very contagious. Scientists have calculated its R0, or the number of people that will catch the virus from a single infected person, at 2.2. That being said, right now, it's unlikely the average American is going to come in contact with somebody infected with COVID-19. Now, keep in mind, I said right now and unlikely, things can still change in any direction. You are, however, much more likely to come into contact with germs that cause the common cold, the flu, and many more diseases. Every year, mostly in winter and spring, adults catch an average of two to three colds, and kids get even more. And I'm one of the lucky people that regularly get summer colds. That's millions of cases a year causing adults to miss work and kids to miss school and daycare. And most people will be found in about seven to ten days. But people with weakened immune systems, asthma, or other respiratory conditions can develop more serious illnesses like pneumonia or bronchitis. We don't have and will likely never have a vaccine or cure because the common cold is caused by so many viruses like respiratory synctal virus, human parainfluenza viruses, adenovirus, human coronaviruses, human metanumovirus, and more often, rhinovirus. And unlike COVID-19 and colds, we do have vaccines for the flu. Every year, between 3 and 11% of people will have symptomatic flu illness. That's a pretty big range, but influenza isn't just one virus. 
Those H's and N's we hear about when talking about the flu are proteins that make each type look different to your body's defensive. Kind of like how keys can look the same, but the combination of grooves and peaks make them different. Now, this isn't a medical or science podcast, so if you want to learn more about diseases, the errands at This Podcast Will Kill You did great episodes on influenza and coronavirus. I'm sure there are other excellent podcasts, but this is the one that I listen to. What does any of this have to do with bad habits? Oh, quite a bit, actually. All the diseases I've mentioned are respiratory diseases that are spread when an infected person coughs or sneezes without covering their mouth. Tiny droplets fly as far as six feet or so and can land in the mouth, nose, or eyes of another person. Shortly after meeting my husband, I had a customer cough directly into my face. She didn't make any attempt to cover her mouth, and I was so stunned that a grown woman would actually do that, I froze for a couple of seconds. I ended up with a pretty bad case of bronchitis and a couple of cracked ribs from all the coughing. It was bad enough that I'm still complaining about her over 11 years later. And the feelings of disgust and horror of those spit droplets flying right at me are still there when I think about the incident. Which brings me to another bad habit people have when sick. Stay home. I totally understand a lot of people don't have the financial means or job security to take time off of work because they're sick. I'm part-time hourly employee at my day job, so I don't have sick days and I don't get paid if I don't go to work. But you don't need to be at the mall like the lady that coughed on me, or the movies, or anywhere else that isn't really important. Now, I admit I've gone to Target with bad coughs but only if I'm going out for something I need, like food or medication. And I'd be quarantined for three weeks at a time, two to three times a year, if I had to wait for my cough to be completely gone. For the love of Pete, don't cough or sneeze directly into your hands. You're going to touch something or somebody. You're going to spread your germs. The CDC recommends coughing and sneezing into a tissue and immediately throwing it away but you're still gonna have to wash your hands ASAP. The good news about all of these diseases is the same things you should do to avoid catching one works to prevent all of them. Clean and disinfect frequently touched surfaces at home, at work, anywhere you can. Use household sprays or wipes. Don't touch your face. This one is really hard for me. The more I think about not touching my face, the more it itches. Stay away from six people as much as possible. They're germy and gross, and we'd all prefer to stay away from them anyway. It's a lot harder when you live in the same house, but quarantine them to a room if possible, away from the rest of the household, and disinfect anything they touch, and wash clothes and bedding in the hottest water you can. Buggy, can you tell everybody what the best way to stay healthy is? Wash your hats. That's right, wash your hands. As we talked about on episode one, poop hands, washing your hands with soap and running water will get rid of germs. And your next best option is to use hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol content. There are some recipes online for homemade hand sanitizer, but there's no guarantee on the alcohol content of the finished product or how the ingredients will react together. And definitely don't try the ones that use vodka. The alcohol content is going to be too low to be effective. 
Save those for making quarantinis while you listen to This Podcast Will Kill You. This is a case of store-bought is better. Speaking of store-bought, if you've been on social media or depending on where you live or go out to stores, there's been some panic buying situations going on. People are stockpiling and hoarding pasta, bottled water, toilet paper, among other items, panicking about an upcoming shortage of supplies. They rush to stores to beat others making a run on supplies before quarantines, before delivery trucks are stopped. And the problem is, their fears are unlikely to become reality. They are, however, creating shortages now. They're emptying stores of toilet paper, causing others to panic and search for stores that aren't cleared out so they can clear them out. It's really hard to not fall into the panic buying trap, especially when items you use and rely on regularly are flying off shelves faster faster than they can be replenished. We took a regular shopping trip to Target this weekend, and the hand wipes and surface wipes that I use for work were nearly out. I know I have enough to get through the week and they aren't completely necessary to do my job, but the empty shelves and signs limiting how many can be purchased at a time made me want to buy several containers that I don't really need, just in case. I ended up not buying them, but I still have to keep telling myself that I don't need them right now. Paul Slovic, professor of psychology and president of decision research at the University of Oregon said, quote, Control is a very important psychological factor in keeping us calm. If we feel like we can somehow protect ourselves in various ways, buying hand sanitizer is something we're told that can help us protect ourselves. Washing our hands and using sanitizer is one of the few things that we're being told we can do to give us a sense of control over our risk. So it's not surprising then that people are going big time to do this. They don't have many other options. End quote. COVID-19 is so new, even the experts can't tell us whether it will be as contained as Ebola was or if it's going to be as prevalent as the cold and flu. It is, therefore, understandable that people try to assert some control in all the uncertainty and buying items they see as necessary is an easy way to feel in control. What's worse than clearing out toilet paper and pasta is people hoarding and reselling important medical supplies. Stores are out of face masks and gloves. I saw a Facebook post made by someone who works in an emergency room, and she said masks and gloves were being rationed to staff because patients and visitors had been stealing boxes. People are going to continue to need medical attention, regardless of what happens with COVID-19. Doctors, nurses, and other hospital staff need to have proper protective equipment to care for patients. People with compromised immune systems need to be able to have access to masks. And face masks aren't really for keeping germs out either. They're made to keep germs in. Unless you're wearing a full face shield, a mask isn't going to stop germs from getting into your eye membranes. Now, this is not me saying anyone should start walking around with full face shields. Don't hoard them and definitely don't steal them from medical facilities. Now, Jerry works in retail. He's been on the front lines of the panic, buying, hoarding, reselling madness. And what have you been experiencing with all of this? Basically, what we're experiencing is, um, at first, you know, people were walking up and they were buying, you know, uh, hand sanitizers. You know, they buy the 
hundreds. I mean, they're buying like a hundred bottles of it. And you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, this is kind of crazy. No one in the right mind, no one in the world's going to use a hundred bottles of sanitizer in their, in their lifetime. And then you get to thinking, hold on. Let me check something. I really brought up. Soon as the customer left, I just brought up my phone and I searched eBay for that the brand of sanitizer, and I was quite horrified of what I noticed. Well, what was it that you noticed? That the bottle that they're being sold on eBay, the first top five listings were were priced at ten times the normal store price. So basically, we had a individuals multiple individuals these are multiple different ebay sellers the individual not even related to a business you know selling hand sanitizer and they had quantities of 50 plus at 30 to 50 dollars for one liter bottle something that normally sells for six dollars in the store seemed at 30 to 50 dollars and it wasn't just one posting the first two pages was people hawking hand sanitizer, price gouging. They're they're price gouging their own people. <laughs> Andrea, to me that's insane. I mean, not in my right mind where everything thought about that would be a good idea to do. It's illegal for a business to take advantage of a disaster or an academic and price gouge. Yeah, I think we've seen that after hurricanes and other disasters that uh, people want to hike up the price of water or whatever and the government steps in and says hey no you can't do that yeah but but it's illegal for a business to do it and obviously most you know most businesses don't dare cross that line but people try to make a buck off their fellow man i mean it's it's not human it's what's wrong. It's and in the fact that I have yet to see eBay step in and say, "Hey, these postings are wrong, and we're going to discontinue the postings." But the people are buying up hundreds of bottles at a time just so they can create a shortage. So on a uh, and create a false epidemic, and so that others who are going to rush to want to find some are willing to pr- pay whatever price they can thinking they, it's life or death to them. Uh, me and you watch a lot of uh, zombie-type shows and movies, and we all know how that turns out when people start hoarding on those kind of things, and it, it doesn't come out well for anybody. Obviously, this isn't the same kind of scenario, but it it, it kind of is. In this situation, greed is not good. I mean, it's... I, I don't know what people are thinking that about how this is right and how can they can do well, you know, I'm going to, you know, and I'm sorry if my words go off tone here. I'm going to screw my fellow person, my neighbor, just because I want to make an extra buck. That's, that's all I have to say about that, Andrea. Uh, thank you, Jerry. And while there's no guarantee there won't be shortages of supplies, right now the only issue is people panic buying and people intentionally creating false shortages. We need to take our collective health into our own hands and not depend on politicians or corporations to take care of us. And the best way to keep yourself safe from COVID-19, the flu, colds, and so many other diseases is to wash your hands thoroughly and frequently. 
For those of you out there that need a refresher on how to wash your hands, the CDC has a five-step system. One, wet your hands with clean, running water. Doesn't matter if it's hot, cold, warm, as long as it's running and clean. Turn off the tap and apply soap. Two, lather your hands by rubbing them together with the soap. Lather the backs of your hands between your fingers and under your nails. Three, scrub your hands for at least 20 seconds. Hum happy birthday song from beginning to end twice. Rinse your hands well under clean running water. Again, doesn't matter the temperature, just clean and running. Five, dry your hands using clean towel or air dry them. And if you can't wash your hands, use hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. Keep in mind, hand sanitizers don't clean your hands. You'll just have sanitized dirt on them. And avoid shaking hands with people. So many diseases are contagious before the infected person is showing sy symptoms. And for the love of Pete, don't keep others from being able to keep themselves healthy by hoarding supplies. It's nearly impossible to keep yourself and your family healthy if you're allowing others in your community to become sick. Viruses don't follow geographic, political, socioeconomic, or any other boundary. We're all interconnected, not just within our own little communities, but worldwide. When we take care of our own health, we take care of others and vice versa. And thank you to my lovely assistant for co-hosting again. Links to the articles I used will be posted on howtobehuman.me. Subscribe, rate, and share to help other people find this podcast. And don't forget, your word of mouth is invaluable. If you'd like to support the content of How to Be Human, you can make a recurring monthly donation starting at $1 at patreon.com forward slash htbhuman or a one-time donation by PayPal or Bitcoin at howtobehuman.me. Remember, I'm not an expert on anything at all. All opinions on this podcast are my own and do not reflect those of anyone else throughout space and time unless specifically stated. Also, hats.